Hi, I'm your host, Anthony Giorgio, and you're listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast, encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. There we go. <laughs> okay, cool. What's going on? How's life? Uh, it is good. Um, so to introduce myself, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, so basically um, that's all it is. You can introduce yourself, okay. and then we'll just talk in like a pretty simple conversation inside of all things queer. Awesome. Go Sounds good. <laughs> Uh, so I am Anjali Jasmine. My pronouns are they, them. I'm transgender non-binary, among other queerness. And um, I'm a performing artist, and I also started the LGBTQ plus organization Respect All Love about two years ago. Can you, um, well, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to be on by yourself. Can you tell everybody how we met? And, like, how you found out about Quirking Podcast? Uh, for sure, yeah. Um, so we met at Models of Pride this last yeah. year. <laughs> um, I gave a workshop um, for Respect All Love there. And my first time ever giving a workshop at Models of Pride, second time, like, going. Um, and I was just flipping through the brochure, and that's how I found the podcast and started following immediately and listening. And then... Um, went to your workshop to uh, listen to some really cool stories um, yeah. of fellow queer teenagers, uh, and that was really interesting. Um, yeah. And just fun, welcoming environment. I think that was really helpful for all of us, for the ones that got their stories out, but also for the ones listening to not feel alone and everything. Oh, good, because that's sort of the mission behind my podcast, too, because I really want yeah. to get everybody involved, and, and I want... Everyone to just chill and, like, just tell their story if they want to. And if they don't, obviously, mm-hmm. you'll get something from someone else's story. We always do. Um, yeah, cool. Well, what, what workshop did you run? Um, I did empowerment through creating for LGBTQ plus activists. That's so and, cool. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Did you create something? Basically... Yeah, basically what we did, um, I started it with a discussion so we could talk about, like, what's actually affecting these people in their lives, because um, mm-hmm. it was a youth workshop. And so, like, I wanted to know, like, is it more school? Is it family? Um, is it their friends? Or, like, what environment, what do they want to change? Mm-hmm. And so then we kind of took those ideas of, um, like, where it's most affecting them and what kind of creativity they like to use and then they got into groups based on um, like the medium so some people were like let's do musical theater and some people wanted to just draw like by themselves or with a partner or something so then by the end of the workshop then everybody had created something that was meant to express themselves but also like educate other people about them 
That is such a cool, that's great. I love that. I went, I was part of a, a camp that's a queer camp for kid, uh, for youth um, up in upstate New York, and they, someone came in and did a whole creative design and uh, got into all that. And it's so interesting. Everyone wants to, like, express themselves. They just don't know how to sometimes, obviously. Yeah. Um. So I want to tell people a little bit about you, too. You graduated high school at 15. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you now? I'm 17. So a couple years ago, did you yeah. just jump grades, or did you just uh, take a lot of things faster? I, like well, I first I skipped kindergarten, mm-hmm. um, which seems like I just laugh at it every time I say that, because usually when people say to skip a grade, it's like, I don't know, first grade or third grade, and like, Saying kindergarten is just funny to me. I think kindergarten. But my mom twice, taught me. So yeah. <laughs> um, I guess like my mom taught me to read early, and she was just like, "You don't need this." I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I skipped that, and then I've done public school. I've done online school, private school, charter, like you name it. I've done it. <laughs> um, okay. And so then, when I was in tenth grade. I had been in online school through middle school and ninth grade, but then when I got to my sophomore year, then I did this blended program um, mm-hmm. that was like part online, but part of the time I had to go in. And at that okay. school, they had some Pierce College classes at the school. So that's when I started community college at the same time. Um, and then it was around that year that I found out about the Chesapeake test, which basically meant either you have to be 16 or you have to have finished your sophomore year, and then you mm-hmm. can take the test, and then you graduate, and it's the same as getting a diploma. What's it called? So, um, Chesapeake, it's uh, C-H-S-P-E. That's a weird name. Um, yeah. And so it, it just gives you the ability to get out of there and do your thing a lot sooner. Yeah, um, you just so, got to, uh, it's like reading and math, and then you still have to be in school. Like you have to go to college for a certain amount of time after uh-huh. that, but then you're good. Are you in college right now? I am, yes. I uh, transferred, your... oh, sorry, I got him. <laughs> I was going to say, what is your focus? Music. Music. It is just music. Yeah. Cool. And do you mm-hmm. want to, like, I know you, you are, you're a writer and you create songs. And mm-hmm. um, you've done, I'm just going to talk about you for a second. Uh, sure. It says you're in a choir, according to the International Choir at Carnegie Hall, and uh, that's the Sydney Opera House. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's really cool, actually. <laughs> and then a solo artist at various colleges and around L.A. Um, by the way, yes, everyone, uh, they are from L.A., Born and raised in LA. Yes. Born and raised. That's cool. That you know, that was my first time in LA when I was there. I had never been to the West Coast. Oh, really? Like in California, and I had a really good time. I went to San Diego and Palm Springs, and I have a That's lot of friends great. there, so it was cool to catch up with all of them. And I did three podcasts actually. Yours was just oh. your the Models of Pride was just another one that I was I was mostly there for that, but I was like, well, <laughs> why don't I get two more in? So I did some really cool interviews. Um, yeah. There's a really cool theater you probably would love up in Palm, uh, San Diego called the Virginary Theater Company. Oh, okay. And it's it's a queer theater company that all everybody you you're non-binary all of it uh that's 
mission is to employ all those people as writers and musicians and um, do theater. And they've been doing it since 1986, which is really cool. Um, so, all right, well, that is, this, I mean, like, what is your, I'll have you explain your organization, but not yet. Uh, we'll go back to that. Um, okay. I'm going to kind of put you in the, in the, um, the realm of pop culture and, like, what do you do for yourself? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you, because I don't consider pop culture, like, um, like, the most popular thing. I just think it's something that enough people know about that they're like, oh, my God, I totally love that cartoon or um, specifically in the queer community because there's been a lot of negative pop culture ways of showcasing people and and representation or none, no representation whatsoever. Mm -hmm. We know that. And then the flip side is there is a lot of become, there is representation. I mean, RuPaul was just on SNL, which is insane Mm -hmm. because it's like never happened before. And it's kind of historical and, and people have to realize that. So what do you feel like, that you can get your stuff out um, more through pop culture and, like, what's the cool part about that? Like, what's the unique part about it for yourself that really just wants, this is the only thing you want to do with your life? You know that moment where you're like, oh, my God, like, I can't think of anything else. What is that? (laughs) Oh, um, I think part of my problem is I want to do so many things and, like, fix so many problems. And, um, but there is, it is that kind of like, in some areas there's no representation, in some areas we're getting a lot more, and I definitely agree with that. And I know like, if I'm going to a performance, then I'm like, I've got to get my flamboyant energy to like listen to certain artists and sing along Mm -hmm. to them as I'm going to like feel the representation, feel that like power behind it. Um, whether it's like Lady Gaga, um, Elton John, Adam Lambert, like Queen, whatever it is. Adam Lambert, so good. <laughs> I saw them in concert. Queen. Oh, you did. You know. oh, so good. good. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. So you use those people to reference your your ability to like get powered up for whatever you're going to do uh, an event. Yeah, I really look up to um, role models like that. I'm like I've been listening to those kinds of people nonstop <laughs> lately. Um, uh-huh. And because really, the, I find a lot of that power like on the stage. And because when I'm on the stage, whether it's me or like organizing events with respect all of and having other performers on the stage to do a similar thing, it's uh-huh. like we have a special way of reaching the audience because they're not just reading something that's informational or even watching a video, but it's like it's live in front of them and we get this emotional connection uh, that even if they're not queer, then we'll find ways to relate to them or it's just easier to make that connection and help educate, if that makes sense. No, it, it makes me, I'm a performer <laughs> by nature. That's all I've done in my life. So that's what I know. That's what I know how to, that's not how I know how to communicate. Um, yeah. One of the ways I know how to communicate, I should say. Um, yeah, because people really, really, like, gravitate towards that. And then your story, of course, if you're talking between songs or whatever it is that you're getting up to the point of singing a song, however you do your shows. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a story. It's all, it's all stories. Yeah. And within the industry itself, um, of course, there's, like, issues and growth. But I'm 
I've been thinking about too, like there's the music world, there's the dance world, there's the acting world, and they're all kind of separate, but they have the overlap. Um, yeah. And it's like, um, because music is like my first thing, like that comes first for me. Um, but then when I try to go into the dance world, it's like, oh, there's even more gender roles and stereotypes that are still stricter than I'm used to so with the music world. So many, so many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's like I'm trying to find, just for me, how to, like, get back into dance because I used to dance a lot as, as a child. Mm-hmm. And then I took a few years off because it was getting, like, too stressful, too strict, um, and it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. And now it's like that person is still in me, that dancer is still there, and now that I know I'm trans and I'm non-binary, I have to find, like, my way to dance and make it mine again. And that's been a real struggle lately. Uh, yeah, there's not very many... Um like there's not very many dance companies that don't con- that don't conform to the idea yeah. of what it should look like, which is weird, right? Because it's dance. Dance is like a very cool way to express yourself um, yeah. and let go and just be. But there are restrictions. Like you look at the ballet world specifically, right? It's like a prima ballerina mm-hmm. is a girl yeah. in a tutu. You know, a cis girl in a tutu. What what we've been told is a cis girl in a tutu, right? Yeah. Then a guy falls in love with her, usually in a ballet. Um, mm-hmm. And lifts her up yeah. and all of that, too. Like, the women are the ones that are lifted and all those right, things. Exactly, exactly. And there are, like, there's a great choreographer. Do you know who Matthew Bourne is? No, I don't. You look up Matthew Bourne. He's uh, the person from London. Um, he's been around, that, Matthew Bourne's been around for a very long time, but he created an all-male version of Swan Lake. Oh, I think I heard about that, actually. Actually, it was in L.A. Yeah, it was actually in L.A. But they might still yeah, be there. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, uh, it is so cool to watch that experience, seeing it that way. And it's, it's, it's sexy and intoxicating and also, like, what's happening? Because, like, yeah. all these it's, – it's pretty cool. And, uh, and it's testing things like that, testing – but that's also – that was on Broadway. That was very successful. Um mm. But there isn't enough dance. Like I don't, I don't believe there's enough dance. I think there's always this. It's hard for me with dance because everyone does the same old stories. You know, like okay, this person boy falls in love with girl, and it's a struggle because of whatever, and that's fine. But it's like, can we be a little more creative? (laughs) Yeah. With everyone that's involved in this world. Yeah. What do you? um, What's your style of dance? Um, well, my favorites are ballet and hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, really? But if I choreograph, it comes out more modern contemporary with a little bit of ballet. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. And what's your style of music that you write and sing? Um, most part, I'd say, like, indie folk. And okay. um, I dabble a little bit. I started doing musical theater last year. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm... I'm working on a musical right now, and awesome. <laughs> uh, which has a it's based around transgender characters too, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> Period. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. So my fourth season is gonna be all of all what you just said. I'm trying to get mm. people 
to showcase their way of telling their story, queer, queer youth, telling their story um, inside of a musical, a songwriting, or kind of like a story play, um, like an old radio type of, you know, radio plays they used to do, and like yeah. get someone to tell their stories through four or five actors or actresses or whomever <laughs> they want to consider themselves and tell their story that way. So I'm going to consider you because, like, it would be really cool just to get some of it on the podcast. I wanted to make a musical play kind of season, so I wanted it all to be, like, singing yeah. and plays. Um, that's a really good idea. So that's, but that's not for the fall, so we can still talk and so forth. Um, <laughs> okay. But, uh, and I want to get back to California and do more there. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the goal. Uh, yeah, oh, that's so cool. So what is so? What is something that you can think of um, that you really stick to the most? Like, what's something that you like? This is the voice that I feel most comfortable with. And how do you like bring it into conversations with people? And then I'll ask you. And then to follow that question, so I don't have to ask you again. What's the been the backlash? Because I like to know that too. Everyone does. So the main um, voice, you said? Yeah, like, yeah. What's the main voice that you always use um, the most to get your story across or whatever you're mm. doing, like, to, like, talk to people with? Um, for, like, medium, right? <laughs> I'll yeah, make sure I'm answering exactly. my question. Okay. <laughs> yep, medium, yep. Um, yeah, I'm definitely music first. Um that's my like number one passion of all things. And then after that, I'd say literally talking to people. Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes that's just what it takes. You have to go through the explaining and all of that. And I'm comfortable enough to do that. I'm willing to answer people's questions and put up with it. Um, yeah. Sure, so that's I'll, that's correct. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so with music, it's well. I'm going to a music school. That's the entire school of music. Um, oh cool. So my okay. major songwriting. Yeah. And um, there's, you know, I went to a music school expecting more queer people to be there because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an art yeah. school. Like this is, you just know. Um, and I've only met. Like, very few people, very few, considering. What's the name of the school? LA College of Music. Oh, okay. And there, you've only met a few people. Is there, like, any queer, like, groups that get together there or, like, any, like, queer Um, I actually started one with another student, um, like, last quarter. Yeah. Okay. okay. Is that the Respect All Love? Yeah, Respect All Love. Cool. So what do you do with Respect to All Love? What's the mission? Um, well, the organization as a whole, um, we use performing arts and events to help LGBTQ plus individuals, specifically youth and their families, to help mm-hmm. like find out who they are, accept themselves, and understand each other, whether it's themselves as a queer person or other people in the community, or if they're not queer and it's their family member that is something like that. Um, and we also provide space for queer performers to share their message and, um, and again, that emotional access to the audience that they get more than one thing out of it. They get, you know, they get a show, so they have the visual 
um, satisfaction, but they also have this like connection to everyone in the audience that we try to unite everyone there to feel like a community, even though we haven't all met, um, yes. just to feel that connection yes. again because we're always so separated. Um, yes. But yeah, arts and events is what we do, um, as well as like social media and things we'll use as well. Cool. Yeah. You know, one of my dreams is to have an all queer production of Godspell mm-hmm. the musical and mm. Jesus will be transgendered. <laughs> and they'll be in a, like a big that. like LGBT, right? They'll be like in a big LGBT center. It'll be just nothing but queer in your face and all of the people <laughs> that I cast can go. The only requirement is you have to be queer. And 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 then you can be whatever inside of that word because that word is so so much of something you know it's like everything mm-hmm. so yeah. uh, and then we just kind of explore that show that way because I think it's an I think it I think it would be controversial because people are so crazy about those things but who cares well, and uh, I like controversy because that just means yeah. people are working and they're thinking. That's why controversy mm-hmm. comes up. It's like, oh, you have me thinking. Oh, my gosh. How do you dare have me thinking? And I'm like, well, that's yeah. kind of a part of life. So <laughs> that's why art is so cool. Like, that's why being an artist is, like, one of the best outlets, you know, to, like, get people to do something. And most people don't yeah. think they're creative, but they actually are. Like, everybody actually is creative. Right? It's just mm-hmm. the norms and the, the restrictions that were given to us through school uh, take, take that down a notch. But if you can fight through yeah, that. Yeah, and that's... That's why it's harder to break out of it, too. Even, like, being an artist and embracing that, there's still certain things where I'm like, why am I holding back on this? Why am I, like, not more free? And it's because of those types of things that I've learned through school, through even, like, dance classes and those types of things that are supposed to be freeing, they still restrict. Yeah, there's this weird discipline that comes along with, well, you have to be disciplined to be an artist because you have to obviously work on your craft. So that's where the disciplinary comes in. But there still is this, like, well, you don't sound like that. I don't want you to sound like that. I want you to sound this way. And you're like, what? Can I just sound like myself? <laughs> like, can I just dance how I want to dance? And, like, yeah. you know, but there's things, like, if you want jobs and if you want to make money and, and do those, those types of things. So there's a, it's a very fine balance that we have to keep. <laughs> Which... Now, going back to pop culture and television, like, at least we see it on TV where people are making those paychecks and they are getting paid and they're transgendered and they're playing yeah. transgendered. And, um, like, Pose, like, I always talk about Pose. It comes up a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring shows back like The L Word and Will and Grace is back on and Steven Universe is there and they have all those cartoons and Nickelodeon shows. It's pretty cool, but you know, we just need more. We still need more of that. We still need more representation. Yeah, always. I mean, always. And I think, yeah. What did you come up against? Go ahead, go ahead, freeform, yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Um, I was just going to say the freeform channel has gotten my attention a lot lately because they have, like, the Fosters, which has covered so many topics, including queer topics, and they had um, a couple transgender characters now that are actually trans playing those characters, which is great. Um, Great. And then also on their, like, Instagram and Facebook, they're having those actors talk about these issues. So it gets people to watch it because they're like, oh, it's, you know, Mariana from the Fosters or something. Um, But then Mm -hmm. it's actually something real and important, and I think that's a great way to go about it. 
Mm-hmm. I know people get up in arms about when they're like, when actors and actresses, like specifically in Hollywood, are like, why are they being activists? Why are they? I'm like, because mm-hmm. they're humans and they want to like make the world work. Like, I don't. Like, yeah, and they have cares? The and they're the ones that people it. are going to pay attention to. What did exactly. They? Yeah. I was pretty much what you said. They have the platform to do it. If I had that platform, I'd be. I do have that platform, and I do use that platform. I'm not super famous, but I'm still going <laughs> to use it. But if I was super famous, it would help. Like, please. Why wouldn't yeah. I use that platform, you know? they all, Everyone always gets up in arms about Taylor Swift, and they're like this and that mm-hmm. all around about it. And I'm like, who cares? I was like, she's putting the representation out there. She has the platform. Yeah. She has friends. She has a lot of gay friends. And so what? Like, I like I don't know. It's just people pick your battles. So yeah. what have you come up against? So what are some of the fun things that you've come up against inside of Doing what you (laughs) Well, just I think just being a queer person has its obstacles before Mm -hmm. even getting to the artistry and actually expressing that, Um, which sucks. And you know it's changing, so it could be worse. It has been worse in the past. I'm not mad about it. Um, But yeah, first, just like coming out and questioning, um, having to deal with schools and um, legal things and just people not understanding and like, oh, but your ID says this. (laughs) Or, oh, but, you know, you were born with this. So mostly just people and, like, them not being educated. Uh, Yeah. And then as far as, like, the arts, when I – a lot of my music is about society – issues and being queer which I think is really powerful that it's not just fluff um, which maybe won't get as much attention but that's fine because I'm going to I want to do something that's important and meaningful to me not just fluff it up it'll get views you know <laughs> right um, so I'll create songs about my experience like transitioning or accepting myself or not being accepted by other people, or finally being accepted, whatever it is. And then sometimes people will think, like, it's not relatable. Uh And then I'll be like, but there's so many people out there that it is relatable for them. Right. So maybe not for... So many people. Yeah. Maybe not for that person at that moment, but even if it's even if they're not trans or they're not gay or whatever, I've, I go for, like, just the idea of self-acceptance or confidence or love. Like, those yeah. things are still universal. No matter what. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants a hug. You know what I mean? Everyone wants to feel something from someone because yeah. they, they want they, – that's just – that's just who we are as a human race. It doesn't matter how many times you try to fight it. That exists, you know. Anger, yeah. sadness, happiness, loving, all those feelings exist. You can't deny that. So, um, and people get messed up because they don't have those um, uh, maternal uh, moments with, you know, having a, a mom or a dad or somebody in their family that actually, like, accepts them. So then you have problems because they don't get enough of it and then things happen to them and they make choices or decisions in their lives that aren't always great. 
Um, yeah. uh, so those things are so important. Like it's just you got to talk about it till you're blue in the face, and then you know <laughs> that's it. And that's what that's why art's. I think that's why art's great. I think that's why being an artist is probably one of the the best things in the world. And I know it sounds funny because yeah. we I know we're artists and we say that, but actually, <laughs> one thing that the whole world actually can relate to. Because not everybody yeah. loves sports. Not everybody wants to go out and eat a lot of good food. But art and music, music, that's yeah. it. That's the one thing that it's people really always come to. It's powerful. It started and it's a long like, time ago. <laughs> it's like therapy for both the artists and the audience at the same time. Yeah. That's beautifully put. Exactly. That is exactly what it is. And <laughs> even if you don't even know you're getting that. That's what's the beauty about yeah. it, you know? Yeah, Even if true. you don't know you're getting that. But four days later, you could be like, oh, my God, being at that place and hearing that song really, like, resonated with me and, like, still affecting me. And it's like four days later, I go, yeah, that's what, yeah. You know, that's what a good melody does or that's what good lyrics do and um, or whatever. Like, it's just uh, pretty cool stuff. Uh, I love it. I love all that you're doing. It's so cool. <laughs> um, and it's it's just so strong that's why I wanted to get you on here to, to, to tell everyone and to, to tell everyone what you're doing and how you did it and because uh, everyone's stories are different um, thank you yeah so if you could, so what do you have let me do this first what do you have coming out for people to hear now just keep in mind this is not going to hear until probably March April April um, mm. but what are you all constantly working on for your um organization and like what is what do we have to look forward to in 2020 for 2020 um i'm gonna have a third event for respect all love and it'll probably be this summer or this fall mm-hmm. um it'll be another performance event and we like to have like a variety of acts every show so you'll probably see acting music more dance more poetry um, maybe stage combat again, maybe film this time, which would be new, and um, some new performers as well that we haven't showcased before. What did you um, do with so stage combat? Be, I love that. With stage combat, you, yeah. As um, a class, last, did you do it as a performance? As a performance. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So last show we had was called Pride Property. And it was a, well, it was based on the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots. Okay. Huge last year. Um, yeah. And yeah, so we had it like right during the anniversary. And one of the acts, um, we pulled together a bunch of people from um, AMDA, which is a performing arts college in Hollywood some of their alumni, and even um, some of the teachers from there, um, people that work at Universal, they all came together and basically recreated um, like an aspect of what happened in the Stonewall riots for people wow. to see. Yeah. So I got to work with... That was with... cool. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to put together. And uh-huh. it was great to have such a unique act to provide for people that, okay, we have music, we have dance, but we have stage combat just randomly in there. 
I love that. And then you're also yeah. just, you showcase the stone light, so that makes sense. Yeah. So we had, you know, like a couple of people come out. They were like the gay couple that were all like lovey-dovey, super cute. Um, and then we had the like police officers um, coming in and like interrupting them, what's going on, and chaos ensuing. And I had like yeah. these three separate fights going on on stage between like the queer people and these police officers when like nothing bad actually happens. They just like this happens. It just they decided we're gonna <laughs> raid this place now. Um, yeah. Pretty much, there was no good enough reason for it. And um, we had it right before intermission too, so we got this like really intense scene. To, for people to understand, this is why we're having this show. This is why we have um, pride parades. This is why we have all of these things and why 50 years later, there's still not enough change. No, that's great. Yeah. So, so you're going to do another one of those shows, which sounds fabulous, uh, mm-hmm. either in the summer or the fall. Um, what else? Uh, what else? Um, well, for me, I will also be releasing a new song of mine called Weird, which is about um, being transgender and people not getting it and feeling like they want me to hide who I am so they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but you're weird. And I'm like, well, I'm normal because there's millions of other people like me. But sure, I'm weird in this environment because <laughs> there's not tons okay, of people right here cool. for you to see. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what people. That's why people get confused. I'm like, no, they're everywhere. I just don't have to yeah. like tell you every time. But you know. Yeah, you might not know that you're talking to them, the ones that says trans or queer or something. Right. But, but like you it's never an know. Exclusive club, although people think it is. I'm like, I mean, we can think it's an exclusive club because we are the cool ones. But <laughs> we are the co- we are the color of the world. I don't know what yeah. says. Um. That's so cool. Oh, that, well, that's a lot of um, that's a lot of fun stuff. It really is. I think uh, what you're doing is fantastic. I'm pleased. Like, I hope we can work together and uh, I can get out there again. And, and uh, absolutely, if your event is until the fall. Maybe I can come to that. Um, the summer's tricky for me, but if it's not until the fall, maybe I can okay. arrange something to get out there. Um, Good to know. Oh, right, where can everybody? Where can everybody find you on all the social medias? Oh, where to find me? Yeah. Um, respect all love. It's just at respect all love. Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook. You can just search that. And um, then for me, you can search Anjali Jasmine again. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, pretty much all the popular platforms. <laughs> Anjali is a good name. Where did you get that? It's Indian. Yeah, my uh, grandfather was Indian, and so they decided to. Pick Anjali for me, um, and it means an offering of flowers. Cool. <laughs> you know, speaking of, uh, like Indian or Native American? Indian. Indian from like over in Indian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I do work over there for queer rights. So I've done work over there for queer rights. Let me tell you, talk about oh, a whirlwind. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a lot different from here than there. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're moving forward. They're, even though the government over there is crazy, but I guess our government's crazy too. So what are they gonna do? Mm. Um, all right. Well, then now uh, give just some words of wisdom, and it's gonna be the last thing we say 
on the podcast. So just let everybody know and uh, tell them tell them something. Tell them um, tell them whatever you want. Just words of wisdom from you to them. What would all you right. say to all the queer children in the world? <laughs> I would say take your time and be kind to yourself. And people give you enough pressure, but it doesn't mean anything because you don't need to pressure yourself. Um, if you can create a safe space for yourself, whether it's just at home or just in your room or in your mind, anything that helps a lot. And if you are an artist, hell yes, use that. That will help so much. Um, even just listening to music and things like that. And um, just be kind to yourself and help other people. Don't shut yourself off. If you're feeling shut off, then it's actually a time to reach out instead. Yeah. For more information on my friend's organization, please find them on Instagram at Respect All Love or Facebook. For more information on Models of Pride, go to modelsofpride.org. And for more information on the Diversionary Theatre Company, go to diversionary.org. And of course, thank you to all my Patreons for your support. And one of my top producers, Michael Grabowskis. And thank you for listening to another episode of QT, Queer Teen Podcast. Encouraging the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. And remember, listen, learn, love.